tune in. So, Triggered Red's back with another, and this is a shortlist for top five managers of the year. But I think we can all agree on who's going to be number one, can't we? But nevertheless, we'll spice her up a bit, and we'll give some praise to a, a quarter of the Premier League's managers in this episode. So. <laughs> yeah, we've got five, five picks to choose from. We're going to do about five minutes on each pick, and then we'll reconvene at the end for the clear and obvious choice for manager of the season. Um, probably got a couple of honourable mentions as well, uh, just in case the Newcastle fans and uh, the Burnley fans get a bit agitated that Brucey and Daishi are getting a, a decent crack of the whip. <laughs> but we're going to do one manager each. Um, I know Shawnee's a good fella. Sean, yeah, he's got a voice like John Fiore and Tyson Fiore combined, though, hasn't he? With glass. With serious, serious glass. So you're, you're going to go first, aren't you? <clears throat> and you're yeah. going to be talking about the wild man. So the you... wild man of Sheffield. Well, you've got two each, haven't you? I've got two each, and then we've joined on a um, oh, clock. Yeah, which which you can't dispute. So yeah, um, Chris Wilder on why he could be a potential candidate for manager of the year. Well, he's definitely he's, a potential. He's definitely a candidate, isn't he? Well, yeah, for what he's take potential out of it, but an absolute candidate. I think he's the only one who legitimately challenges Klopp. Yeah, to, to to be fair to him, but um, I was reading there and. Even when he took over Northampton, he were in the conference. He got them promoted. This was like 2015, 2016. Uh, sorry, 2014 it was. But he got them promoted from the conference. And then from there, he's gone from strength to strength. He actually won League 2 with them and got 99 points. Oh, yeah. So he pissed it. Like, I know we're on course for like three-digit points this year, Liverpool, but... Even if we get 99 again this year, and we got 97 last year, that's still something else. And yeah. Like, to do it in League 2, it's a 46-game season, isn't it? But well, they say in the Premier League, don't they, that the, the magical 40 points mark and you're safe. Yeah. Just looking at the table now, Sheffield United are already on 40 points after 27 games. The golden number. Um, but the, the sweetener now is fifth place, gets your Champions League football, and the one place off, the Hopefully. one point, the one point off, Man United. Yeah. The point they're making there with Wilder, though, is um, he, he's done it at a conference side and then he's gone and won a League 2 title. I was reading it was um, the reason he left them was over pay disputes. Players weren't getting paid and all that sort of stuff. And then from there, he's gone from Sheffield United. But if he's doing it at Northampton, like when he took over Sheffield, they were in League 1. But it's, he's clearly got a bit about them, hasn't he? Like If, if mm. there's anyone who deserves a top job in the next couple of years... Then you've got to go for him, I think. Say if you were the Arsenal board, Tottenham board, maybe if if Mourinho, yeah. like the only thing is, is it's it's a sex appeal, isn't it? And I don't I don't <laughs> mean how, I he's, don't mean how he is in the streets when he's trying to crush the puss and whatnot. I just mean he's not sexy. He's not sexy. Yeah. I mean, one of the managers we're going to talk about a little bit later on is a little bit sexier in that regard, and that's probably a disservice to to a, to a lot of the British and English managers that. That have been good down the years, you know, the likes of Martin O'Neill, who's discussed on the podcast in the past. Paul Julie. <laughs> he don't go at the time, but I know, no, no, you're right. But he smashed that woman, didn't he, and it got leaked. Oh, actually, yeah. I could never find it myself. I seen it, you know. Believe me, I searched. Yeah, I think I seen it. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. I, the news of the whale printed it, surprise, surprise. And he was uh, tapping this woman on a table, and, and the picture they had of them was just adjacent to them. But what was funny was um, at the time he was manager of Derby, so the news of the world put little Derby County badges over in the 
<laughs> and uh, everywhere else where it goes. The <laughs> proudest moments in Derby's history. I actually thought that was pretty funny from them. Yeah, that's but, decent, um, to be fair. Yeah, so Wilder won the title with Northampton. They were survived fighting relegation in the conference as well. And then I think it was the year after he then got promoted and he'd um, had that first season where, where they were in the relegation zone of League 2 when... Um, Took Northampton over, got them promoted. Then he got them a mid-table finish in the twenty fifteen season, and then the season after that, he won the League Two title. Um, he then left due to financial difficulties and took over Sheffield United, who were languishing in League One. What year was that? Twenty sixteen League One. He's brought them up. That's when he took Sheffield United over. Took Sheffield United over from League One, got them promoted into the Championship. And, um, so that's 2016, isn't it? Then he's gone from there, got them promoted into the Premier League um, at the start of the 2019 season. So you can't argue with that. I was watching, and then where they are now in the Premier League. I was watching the Damned United uh, the other night, and I was watching um, Cluffy, obviously, and the things that he was doing at the time with like Derby. He bought them up from. League two into League One and the first season in League One won the league. Yeah. And like he done the same sort of stuff with Forest. Like bought them up from League One, like won the league, then won the Champions League or, or the European Cup as it was then. And I was thinking to myself, watching it, that doesn't happen now. It, it physically couldn't happen. You know, it, it'd be impossible. But what Wilder's probably done is probably the closest thing to that. Like he's bought them up, granted the seventh now, but they don't look like they're going to fade away. And if they do get Champions League football, scratch that. If they get Europe, European football, Europa League, that's an astonishing feat, isn't it, for a club yeah, coming yeah. up? But they've spent no money. All the players are unknown, but they play in an aggressive system <coughs> in his style. Ooh. And he takes no nonsense from them. I'm not going to sit here and say I watched Northampton Town uh, in 2014. <laughs> but you can imagine that he, he keeps the same identity wherever he goes. So you look at mm. that current crop of players at Chef U now. You've got... Um, Billy Sharp, the next goalie in there, Lundstrom. There's a is scouse influence, in like isn't there? Yeah, you got Lundstrom and the other fella. The Liverpool fans, but they've come through like the Liverpool Everton Academy routes. Um, is, you've got that McBurney, who's a, who's a handful. Is he from I'm sure, Swansea? I'm sure there's a referee on FIFA called like oh, Scott, Scott McBurney. Yeah. I wonder if he's a relation. The proper players that you've got is. Um, you couldn't really have someone who's silky on the ball. Like, take. Um, you know, a Bruno Fernandes or a Coutinho, they're extreme examples. They probably would improve Sheffield United, but they don't have time for that cute player who, yeah. who isn't going to, like, you've got to, blood You've got to share. do the work, haven't you, for them? That's yeah. the first and foremost. That's, like, you know, what you what what they need in their, in their side. But I agree, I think he's probably the one to challenge Klopp the most for, for manager of the season this year. And just one more thing, I'm going back to um, he's not sexy enough for someone like a Tottenham or an Arsenal. I think it was a pundit who mentioned it, but you couldn't have Wilder take over Arsenal, for example, and then players like Ozil to do to that type of job that he needs you to do. It just wouldn't work, would it? No, hundred percent. He he'd ship him straight out, wouldn't he? Regardless of his quality. And I don't know. I'd put Deli Ali in that bracket as well. He's a luxury player. I don't. I don't think he's that quality. He has moments, but I think he. We've got. We've said this before on the on the on the podcast. It's what we do to the English lads. Yeah. We just bring them in, put them on a pedestal, make them a god, and then 
that's it then. They they never they never they never build they never live up to what they what they should be, really. And the last player to probably live up to it is probably Sterling before that Rooney. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you know that that they're extreme extreme cases. No, no, we do it with every one of them. We done it with John Stones. We yeah. was one who was a victim of it big time. But it looks like Pep's failing with the John Stones project. And, and I'm rest. not too sad about that. Head and, and no, he's a prick. Pep so, and Stonesy. Yeah, Chris Wilder's um, one on the shortlist, like so. Who do you got? So I'm well, my my first one I'll cover is um, Frank Lampard, and obviously people will say, "Oh, Frank Lampard, he's at Chelsea, you know, it's a big club, blah de blah." But what he did at Derby was fantastic. He had some big scalps in the cup games. There was a a lot of good football getting played down there. He was bringing in. The likes of mounting that into the, into his side, weren't he? And Harry flooding them in. Wilson was a linchpin in the side. Mount was a linchpin in the side. And I don't think he would have physically left Derby if not for the fact that Chelsea come knocking. Well, um, do you think he'd have left them if they'd have beat Villa in the playoff final and Derby had got promoted? I think regardless, he would have left Derby for Chelsea. I think that's the only club he would have left Derby for. And it's like Steven Gerrard now. He says, you know, he wouldn't want a Liverpool job now because he's not ready. But I guarantee if Klopp left now and they said to Gerard, we want you to come in for the rest of the season and take it from there, 100% he, he would do that. And um, one of the things with the Lampard uh, move to Chelsea is the, the transfer embargo was on, so we couldn't buy any players. And I was saying to you a while back, Chelsea are like the luckiest club ever because the likes of Tammy Abraham, and the likes of uh, Mason Mount, to the likes of Tamori at the back and Reese James and all that that are getting games now. They would not have got games. They would have been out on loan at Vitesse and with the rest of them. 20, 30 players out on loan a season and they never would have got a sniff. Especially yeah. if Sari was there and, and he'd spent more money. He wouldn't have got a game. And another thing that he, he's done really good at Chelsea, he's given them a brand of football and a style of football, which is brilliant on the eye. It's not sustainable with a squad that small because you've seen what happened. They started off blitzing teams and then there was inconsistencies, they couldn't keep it up. It reminds me of Liverpool on the clock when clock first signed. Yeah, they are starting to wane a bit now. They are the best team as well, who could have had a transfer ban happen to. Yeah, they deserved yeah. it, if anything. And, it, you know, but in the long run, what will that do for Chelsea as a club? Will that, will they be able to build those lads in now and sprinkle a bit of stardust on? Because Janino went awful as well, didn't it? Not Janino, Jorginho. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> but him, yeah, he forehead. had a hairline him, didn't he? Jesus. Forehead, yeah, forehead. His hairline started the back of his ears. Um, and yeah, Lamps, like Lamps has done really good in bringing him on as well. So I think, you know, do we have, rather than aside with Chelsea, it's nice to see young British managers doing well, thinking about the future, thinking about England jobs and what have you. I'd seen Alexa Vim and Gerard coming in and doing well in the game. On, on the flip side of that, you've got bloody Thierry Henry, he just took over Montreal Impact, so, you know, he just flopped massively at, at, at Monaco and slinked off with his tail between his legs, so I'm glad to see. Yeah, I think he's, um, I always thought he'd be a better manager than he showed so far, but if his punditry's anything to go by, that's a bit of a window into how he must be in the dressing yeah. room, like, not really that tactically cute, or... Not only that, but yeah. has he got that authority about him, you know, where it's like, 
when Gerard talks, no, you respect the yeah, truth. You know, because yeah. if he were on the pitch, he'd run right through you. He'd he'd, he'd snap you. He'd do whatever he had to do to win the game. It might be and a he's different. shades of the Glenn Hoddle thing. You know, he's more. He, just, they can't live up. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. It's all the authorities more through how great of a player he was. Because yeah. I've I've read anecdotes and it was apparently Glenn Hoddle was asking the England boys in training to do things. And, and he couldn't and, do it. Yeah, they, yeah, he was just too too. It's like when we play footy on Thursday and you just can't do what the rest of us can do. <laughs> this guy's like, fucking, I said this to him, what's that? This guy's like, he's got the pace and the agility of Eddie Hall. If he was, if Eddie Hall was to play like him. So, uh, don't, don't, listen, funny. don't listen to this fool. Um, so, yeah, and, and you know, again, again with Harry, I was watching him today on Sky Sports News and he was like, I'd rather have a manager that improves me the win trophies is basically what he said. And I'm like, what is he smoking, this guy? Like, he, he, he tries to be all, like, sexy and va va It's a bit selfish, that, yeah. though, isn't it, as well? Like, yeah, well, exactly. Well, like, you've got you've got people there like Roy Keane and Gary Neville, and it's, it's all about the team, but it's all about winning Yeah. at the same time. And for me, I think Lampard deserves to be in the top five potential managers of the season. He's took over a massive club. They're probably going to get top four without spending a penny, and he's developed some players, and he's played a nice brand of football. I've enjoyed watching Chelsea play this year. So for me, that's why I, I, I put him in uh, the potential top five. I do, Yeah, I do like the players he's brought in there, especially Reese James at right-back. I've seen a bit of him at Wigan, and he's, he's a bit like um, these full-backs that are coming through now. Are the swirl for choice, aren't we? I mean, British full-backs. It, they've just developed into absolute monsters, like mm-hmm. in terms of how good they are on the ball driving forward but the physiques as well like they're just it's like now you need a certain physique to play fullback yeah. like it's changed like the game the fullback game has totally changed fullback was like the last position you'd gone by yeah. do you know what I mean and um, <clears throat> in a future episode we'll come on to Trent we're doing an episode about him and what his true position actually is a lot of people are touting centre mid but we're going to throw a spanner in the works to that and I think it'll surprise a few of you in New Zealand yeah? I hope so so next manager we've got on the list is uh, Nuno. I don't want to just get his name up. How do you say this? Spirit of Santo, is it? Nuno Spirit of Santo. Sounds like a nice drink you'd have on an all inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took over. Um, you said he won the Champions League, didn't you? As a player under Jose, I heard he was in the squad yeah. as the reserve keeper, and he won. He got a Champions League medal for Porto. That's more than I've ever done. So yeah, well, so yeah. far, yeah. <laughs> I want hot yoga later, lad. He has, has he done that? But he took over Wolves, didn't he? And I think this is very shrewd business by Wolves because they had the super agents for, I'm just going to call him George, George Mendes. <laughs> he's from Sheffield. Yeah, he's got connections, and he, with the Wolves owners. And Portugal is, is a hotbed of uh, technical talent. So they've got this Nuno in, who's obviously got connections as well as George has got connections. And the players they'd signed when they were in the championship, um, Ruben Neves, I'd seen him when he was 18 playing for Porto and he was captain in the side in the Champions League. And I mm. thought, the way he's playing there is just, it's... He's got to be. Yeah, it's like, I, I can't really think of a way to describe it, but it was very, like, logical, the way he was playing it. It was, um, I thought, what I mean by logical is, it was just like, if any player could fit like a hand into glove into any system like the Portuguese system, it was Ruben Neves because mm. he was just spraying balls. But it was more like the positioning of him, the intelligent positioning at so, that age as yeah, well. Yeah, at eighteen, which is 
a lot of players that come through now at that young age of the prospects are more like a winger. Yeah, or a it, 10. Yeah, they're not really a deep-lying playmaker who, who just sits deep and, and can actually spread it. But but this lad was captain at 18, so he got him. I think he already had held a Costa there. He went on that mazy run at Anfield in the FA Cup. Yeah, I So, he literally played um, like football manager and won in real life. Did like, they have Joe Martino in the Championship or did he sign in the Prem? I think... He would have signed in the Prem, but any Wolves fans will have to, you know, point that out. But yeah, he seems too big of a name to sign for a Championship club. But having said that, you don't know what. Money I was he's still surprised when he signed for them. Regardless, you don't know what money he's getting thrown at him, do you? Mm. And if you're going somewhere like that, uh, a lower league club, you know, he did. It would really bother you. Rui Patricio was a good sign and the goalkeeper from yeah. Sporting. Well, I was surprised. I thought he would have went for Miguel Veloso because I've always thought him and Jaume Tinio are a bit of a... Because Veloso is a centre-defensive mid and yeah. Tinio was an attacking mid. But he um, got Neves to do that, haven't he, for, yeah, true. for Moot? But even still, I thought, he, I thought he always would have gone for Miguel Veloso. But I thought did. he would have done more of a raid on Lisbon because Lisbon had that thing, didn't he, where the fans like broke into the trainer pitch and battered the team. Yeah, and it was the loads of the players did. went on a um, strike, didn't he? They had that promise showing us a Gelson Fernandez without yeah. them. Yeah, a lot of the players left. And all the players said, that's it, like, we don't feel safe for going. And there was a bit of a, a feeding frenzy over the, the potential sporting players coming through. But obviously, uh, Wolves, didn't, yeah. Wolves didn't feed. But the plan he had from the very start where the owners were tight with George Mendes, then he got Nuno in. You could see that was going to come a mile off. And I think he pissed mm. the championship. And then when they got promoted into the Premier League, you knew from the base he'd already set that Portuguese influence, they were just going to be absolutely safe. Sprinkled with a little smattering of uh, local British players as well. Well, I'd probably take Connor Cody back for Liverpool based on who our cover is. Like, yeah. I, I think Cody's it's a better, better centre back. Yeah, better centre back than Lovren. But it's better I'm, on the ball than Matter. But if you're Cody, you're not really going to leave being the captain of Wolves as a starter. To just sit no. on the bench. He's probably there. better on the ball than Gomez as well. He was centre mid when we had him. I know. Under Dal Grish. Yeah, but, but he's still young, and he, so as you say, he's not going to be covered for anyone, and he loves Wolves. He's the captain. Yeah, I think he's, um, what did he say in an interview? Like, he's sort of like Carragher, you know, he's gone from Everton to Liverpool. Like, yeah. he reanointed himself, rebaptized as, as a, his family of Wolves now, or his kid is anyway. But, yeah, so they've got like that. The hard British grit mixed in with the, um, like you say, the mm. sprinkle of a uh, Portuguese pizzazz, for <laughs> lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah. And um, Traore is just the bull as well, and he when he's on it, like yeah. Apparently, the lad says he doesn't train weights. Like that's the biggest lie I've ever heard in my life. But I think he's training weights and he's having testosterone and growth hormone for breakfast. Definitely, he's having those Mexican supplements. Yeah, that that uh, tainted beef. Yeah. No, he's not. Like I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, tainting his name there, but he clearly does do weights. Yeah, I'm not asked. He deadlifts and, ch- and uh, chest presses like a motherfucker. Yeah, he's when he gets going, he's like the juggernaut, isn't he? He once he builds that momentum, he's he's hard to stop and. Uh, I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's good enough for, for us, and I don't think he's good enough for a top-level side where football is not consistent enough. But why would you want to leave Wolves at the minute? You know, if you were if you were a, a player like him, it's the perfect place to be. You've got an up-and-coming manager. You, you know, you're having a really good run in Europe. I think they're, what, maybe three players away from being a Champions League side based on well, was, who's fourth place now? I was going to say the end of next year, if they haven't progressed, they're still in that 
you know, the mid-table, the top half of mid-table, like seventh, eighth. Mm. If they haven't progressed then, um, then what's next for them, really? You know what I mean? If they do yeah. start, like, if they're, they're in the position where they're going to have to kick on because Sheffield United and Wilder, they've overachieved. If they finish 14th next season, that's still an achievement. Well, yeah, it's it's like all the Burnley stuff, isn't it? The way Burnley have just they're like a, a better football than Burnley, but yeah, I think Wolves are in a better position to kick on than the likes of Everton and Arsenal. Though they've got a structure and well, yeah, you know, back them from the ball. But like yeah, you said, from the very beginning, they've had that base and and they've stuck to that plan and it, it's worked off um, a lot quicker than the four year plan with the QPR. <laughs> but they're sticking to it, aren't they? Yeah, um, and and again. Reiterate and having Mendes there as a connection, the only better connection you could have probably uh, Mino Raiola. Yeah, but he's a fat prick, isn't he? He is. Well, he, I think he was a chef as well. It's like how do you how do you actually become an agent? In yeah. Well, it just seems that you have to be someone's well, that right? Player. Like my, Mostly. um George, as you call him, mm. he represents like players that have got character. When this Raiola. It is Raiola, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, they're all... He represents, boy. like, Pogba, Balotelli. It's PR yeah. players, in it? It's players Instagram that are... Instagram players. Like, like, they're a brand. You know what I mean? Like, these, like Balotelli's like the face of Puma. Pogsy's like the face of Adidas. But they're, they're shit. He represents Harlem, doesn't he? So I hope he doesn't, like, ruin him or anything. But... I've seen him MCing when he's, like, 13 or something. No, no. It's funny. I've seen Zinchenko MCing, like... He's gonna... Zinch. Yeah. He's gonna be an elite-level striker, him. Well, Harlan, not Sinchenko. He's like the next Lewandowski, him, I, I think. He's another one in the sense of Ruben Neves, when it, when I say... Um, Maturity. Yeah, but most players who come through in the prospects, mm. Stale and Sancho, um, any any young... They're mostly whippets on the wing, and he's another one where he's like a very, very fast target man yeah. who can finish. So it's... Who, who are the main prospects in global football now? Sancho, Sancho Harlan, Mbappe. Mbappe. They're not even prospects, are no, Mbappe? I, but. It's, yeah, I think like Sancho and Mbappe aren't because they're at that level internationally. Yeah. But Haaland is probably the hottest prospect, I think, in world football. You yeah. could have had De Ligt and um, Frankie de Jong in that bracket, but they got the big money moves, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Haaland is... Um, he, he's, he's one where a prospect like that is, is hard to come by. Like That's once-in-a-generation type prospect. Yeah. Whereas the usual types, you know, a pacey winger and a dime a dozen. Well, I think, again, it comes back to what we do in Britain with our prospects, because before we played Leipzig, no one had heard of Haaland. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Whereas in Britain, if Haaland was doing what he was doing, he'd already be ruined by now, and that we, it does my head in. But <laughs> to paraphrase Pep, I'm not a big fan of the guy, but to paraphrase, paraphrase Pep Guardiola, he said he had like a dozen Jack Wilshers in La Masia. Yeah. When, when Jack was getting all that praise after they beat uh, um, Barcelona 2-1 in 2011, he said, I've got a dozen Jack Wilshers in La Masia. He's not wrong. It doesn't matter. Um, La Masia's wrong. not really promoted anything for a few years, has it? But that's another topic for yeah. the other day. We'll, we'll, that, that's a good one we should cover, actually. You can't argue with Nuno being in the top five, can you? No, no, no. So, so far, we've got um, Chris Wilder, Lampard and Nuno. We've put them in no order as of yet. But... Let the comments decide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sound. Um, my one, well, my last one then before we, we, we double team it is uh, the Brodge, Brandon Rogers. Uh, again, I probably got the easier to to uh, to discuss, but obviously we all know what he done with Liverpool. He, you know, he did a he did a better job than he probably should have done, and he he got the sack because Klopp become available. And you've got to say about FSG, fantastically ruthless to do that. 
you know, a lot of a lot of people were like, oh no, he nearly won his league, he's got to stay. But he got rid of him and he went on to Celtic. Obviously, we know Celtic's an easy job, but he did it with a certain style that hadn't really been done in that league before, didn't he? <laughs> he won the triple treble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that hasn't been done before. And, he, you know, he did it with a bit of, as you just said, a bit of pizzazz. Um, and then, obviously, it all comes up that he, he takes Leicester on um, towards the end of last season. And, you know what, right now, I can't remember who the manager was before him at Leicester. Um. Right, they had Claudio Ranieri, then Craig Shakespeare. The um, French fella, it was him, wasn't it? Claude, Claude Puel. Puel. Claude Puel, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's been out done by by a couple of clubs, his old Puel. Like, he's, he's kept him in, in good runnings. But... I know Claude, he's a good fella, to be honest. <laughs> Great singing voice. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he, he took them over last season and he got them playing his brand of football straight away by the end of the year. And... I remember our Joe was saying, um, I, I, I think they'll get top four next season. I said, shut up, Joe. Like, there's no chance of too many strong teams. But I said that to our Jamie yeah, as well. But they are, they are obviously going to get top four. But in all that, they lost Slaver, didn't they, to, to Man United. Yeah. And I remember seeing a, a presser and um, Brendan was saying, "We, I, I'm not panicking because we've got ample cover at centre-back. They had Johnny Evans at the time. Obviously, they had uh, Morgan at the time. And he had uh, the Turkish slabhead, Soyunku, mm. um, who we'd seen play and he looked all right. But he's come in this season and he, he's he's come into a back five. And we were discussing this the other day. It's hard to rival this back five. Like Casper Schmeichel, the, the twat that he is, you know, Man United, all that jazz. And he, he just does my thing. But he's a really good goalkeeper. Before we got Alisson, I would have had him in, in as a short-term solution. You've got Ricardo, is it, at right back? Yeah, he's the better fullback of the two, I think. At the minute, yeah. Chilwell. Chilwell is um, my favourite left-back in the league, but lately, defensively, I've just seen him. Come on, stuck. He just seems like his positioning is like, just so off. Yeah. Norwich scored. Norwich beat them 1-0. Yeah, side. I watched it, and yeah. Was it Aaron's who got down the wing? Yeah, the right-back. He's, he's another quality fullback for, for England, you know. Spoil for he them. won't be there next season, well, by the way. He'll be big money move to the Prem. But they're in the Prem already. They're going down. Oh yeah, they're in. Good point. But he just roasted Chilwell easily. Then yeah, he got the assist for the goal, and he's got that strength physique as well, but with a bit more pace. Not ah. Chilwell. Eh, I'm a bit disappointed in Chile this season, if I'm honest. Like yeah, yeah. Again, is it one of them you know British things you get up on a pedestal? I don't know, but you've got him, Schmeichel, Ricardo, who's fantastic flying fullback, and you've got a toss up between Evans and Sionku, Morgan, Sionku, Evans and Morgan. That is a solid back five. And then, you know, the, the team, the way they're playing expansive football, they, they were on an eight-game winning streak in December, which is probably what's going to secure them top four comfortably. They got the win record this season, didn't they, as well? Yeah. No, I know. Even now, the, you know, they're, they're tailing off now. They haven't got that squad depth yet to keep going with that brand of football. And that's where I think you see the squad depth we've got now it, it shows that you need to have that depth to maintain high levels of footy if throughout the year. Beating Norwich last night, I think they'd have been safe to definitely secure Champions League. Well, I suppose it's all up in the air, and it would City's bank because if that drops to fifth, then they're safe anyway. But legitimately, though, assume City weren't banned, the position they're in now, I'd say they should be safe. But did they have enough left in the tank to get fourth? Yeah, I think. I think. I think they will. They should do, yeah. because yeah, they've got enough quality. And the teams behind them, like, you know, United are on a, a, the best run of form they've had this season. And, you know, it's not, not special, but they are on that run of form. 
Everton are knocking around. You know, they've their records are like since Ancelotti's coming, but they're not pulling up trees. Um, Sheffield United are still there. Uh, obviously, you've got Tottenham, um, Chelsea. I think the top four will be the top four as it is now. Maybe Chelsea and Leicester might swap depending on how the games go. Well, if Everton don't beat United on Sunday or tomorrow, they don't deserve fourth. No. Because that's two games where they've played Arsenal and lost. Mm. And then if they, they don't beat United at home tomorrow, you don't even deserve fourth. We'll never. Anyway. But I said that about us a few years back when United was still fucking patchy under Van Gaal. He took, still six, points better off us, though, he took yeah. six points and for that reason alone. We didn't deserve top four. Yeah. yeah. You've got to be beating um, your rivals to try and well, Neville, did, did you watch that show the other night on Monday Night Football where it was um, Neville Carrigan? It was all around like um, top English side ever based on a point system. Yeah, I liked the um, the the maths they introduced to it. What equates to how many points? Yeah, I thought it was I'm, quite good. And I'm, I'm not going to go into that, but Neville made a point and he basically said it was grim in the eighties being a United fan because yeah. Everton and Liverpool would dominate the league. And he said that. it's quite sad now to see like. Um, Wherever and are, the fact that they just can't beat uh, the big clubs on a consistent basis, they can't win a trophy. Blah de blah, you know, we've got into Everton. But for 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 me, Brendan Rogers gets Leicester top four this season. They sack who else do without risk of being relegated. And in less than eighteen months, he's turned that club around to be playing top, top football in the hardest league in the world. And he's given them a cup run as well. Um I think he deserves to be in the top five managers of the season and just before I finish on him, if a question for you, if Klopp was to go, not now, if Klopp was to go, would you consider Brendan Rodgers to come back at Liverpool, given the fact that he's older now, he's wiser, he's had that experience, would you have him in the, on the shortlist to come back? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I would also, too. He probably plays one of the slickest style of footballs in the league. Like He's an elite level coach. Obviously, Pep plays the slickest style, but he needs a fucking billion pounds to do it mm. and the best team. But yeah, Roger from his Swansea days. I didn't. I don't really know what he was like at Reading all them years ago. But we're we're good, aren't we? When we're on blob, Liverpool. But Klopp's more about you're off the ball type yeah. rather than with the ball. It's systemized. But the twenty fourteen team under Rodgers, would you say is it more like, exciting? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably but then was. if you look at that the quartet, you know what I mean. You got Gerrard sitting, Suarez, Sterling, Coutinho. You know, in front of Gerard, yeah, like Obviously, that's outrageous. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. at the time, me and you said it before, Coutinho was an afterthought. Well, he yeah. wasn't the linchpin. And uh, sorry, Daniel Sturridge, yeah, at his best. Yeah. So of course it's going to be more exciting. But what did we win? Fuck all. I know. So it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, that that's it. Well, as um, was it Matt said the other day? This shout out to Matt. Doesn't seem as exciting, does it? And it's because we've pissed it. And it's I because said, it's over, yeah. Is this what it was like when United were winning all them leagues? You didn't obviously some of them were on the like yeah. the last few weeks of the season, and it was it was down to the wire. But you know that that city. Well, season, even the Arsenal Invincibles, though they they only done it with a couple of games to go. Yeah, they they you know that's one of them. But I think that so yeah, that's the top four, isn't it? Wilder, Rogers, Nuno. And lamps. Obviously, we said a couple of special mentions. Sean Dyche, of course, he's still doing a consistent job at Burnley. Yeah. But what are they doing? You know, you've got to either you need them teams to make up the numbers to get that. But you've either got to progress. But you can't just stay the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. We had them teams with like Swansea and all that at Stoke for years. They weren't doing nothing. They were just making up the numbers in the league. Yeah, they need to push on. 
but he has done a good job on a very very tight budget. He looks like he's ventured out a few times in his signings. He signed Stephen DeFord, didn't he? And yeah. that was diverting away a bit from Burnley's um, identity, which is sort of reminiscent of what Wilder may do. Their back three of uh, obviously I don't I don't mean the full defence, but the back three of Pope. Tarkovsky and me is solid. Yeah, that yeah. goalkeeper and no, centre back pairing is is solid. I think Pope's a. I think Pope's better than Pickford to be honest. I as agree. a goalkeeper, I think I'd have got, him as England's number one over him. In no order above Pickford, I'd, I'd have Pope, Tom Heaton, and Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson's had a season, by the way. Um, he's a United goalie, isn't he? yeah. But, but I mean, he's Man United on loan to Sheffield. You'd have him in there, nearly sneaking in. I would have even had Bruce. Just because when Rafa, Rafa this is Rafa, as a manager again, not yeah. a goalkeeper. As, as Rafa left, um, you know that was it. Curtains for Newcastle, it was done. Arguably, as he had a better season than Rafa did last season. They've had bigger wins. Yeah. They beat United. You know, they the had them wins. Is that the season's a lot worse in it, but true Geordie's still like fucking like putting them down. He doesn't seem like that happy with it. He's going. Our chances created a bottom in the league. Our goals scored a bottom in the league. Where, yeah, but where do you want them? What do you want them to but, do? Where do you yeah, want them to I, be? Benitez is a better manager than Bruce, but fucking hell, mate, you can't you just admit like I'm pleasantly surprised. But also, also awful. Also, he's local. He's yeah. from bloody Newcastle. Know. You know, you want you want the lad to do well. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of the yeah. North East, Sunderland have just got a kit sponsor with Nike. How mad's that? Well, the Nike still have that deal where they sponsor the actual League One. I don't know. Because yeah. years ago, there was nearly every team in the lower leagues had Nike. It's yeah. sort of like the UFC with Reebok. I get it. So I don't know if it's on that. He won't be getting much money from that, Sunderland. I can't tell, I'll tell you that now. Maybe even, as an honourable mention, Hasenhul. After yeah. that spanking from Leicester. Well, my personal outright favourite um, is Daniel Farkin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He keeps coming up on FIFA, right? You know, when I'm negotiating to buy players, yeah. he keeps coming up as an agent. Daniel Farkin. Yeah. So he's like negotiating with me. Don't know why, but so yeah, there's the honourables. They've done, they've done all right. He's got the voice of like a, a sexual European bachelor. Yeah, something that you'd find in like juice bigelow, European bigelow. Yeah, <laughs> I could read your mind. Um, obviously, there, there's the top four. Number one, it's you will get it. Um, it's got to be the grandmaster Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um... There's not enough superlatives to describe this season, is there, with with uh, Klopp? So, no, I don't know. It's um, it's the best systemized style of football that there's ever been in the Premier League. Mm. It's not been the best on the eye, but it's not been terrible. No, you know, like there's probably been better Liverpool sides um, that that look better, but we draw one one, or we we just wouldn't win. Like this, this team is just a machine and. We just compartmentalise the game and each part of the, the field. So it's like you go on about the, the half spaces and the counter press and all the rest of it. And when you don't watch the game and you watch the system live, you can see it. Mm-hmm. You can see when the fullbacks move. You can see what Wijnaldum and Henderson do. You can see what Fabinho does. You can see what Firmino does. And it just works. So. I am a bit harsh on like Wijnaldum and stuff, but it's only because of what he was like at Newcastle, what we see for Holland. It's not even that. To be fair, when he's at Holland, he's only scoring yeah. against like Estonia and all that. But for us, I like I do recognise that it's he blocks the pass. It's not part of that for like me that. though. It's more when he has them games against like Arsenal when he takes the piss out of them. Yeah, and you you he has ten of them. Then ten absolute ghost games, yeah. and then like eighteen whatever games 
where he's just like a six and a half out of ten. But I I appreciate what he does for the team he in does. terms of the system. Yeah, that's it. He's a great system player, and I recognise that. But he just lacks a bit of conviction on the ball for yeah. me. Like, and or when he's shooting, and go all. through someone in a tackle, or you know, yeah, mm. when you're shooting, it's like he's shooting, and the ball's going at like eight miles per hour. Yeah, you're not testing anyone. It's, but he's great at a first time shot running onto it. It sounds you know, funny. Alan Lampard is only one or something. Yeah, and he's got technique as well for days, but. It sounds funny, but to be honest, I haven't really got that much to say about Klopp because all the superlatives have been said. The mm. table speaks for itself. You know, it, it's over. We we put a post up last night on our socials um, just saying when, yeah, and what game yeah, is it yeah. going to be. Yeah, we won't bore you with it. Like, Klopp's the best manager of the season. And I think... Globally, he, you know. Yeah, I think you win Premier League. Here's, here's a little betting tip for you. I think Klopp will win the Premier League manager of the year, but I think the writers will give it to Chris Wilder. And right, deservedly so. Yeah, the writers yeah. tend to go the other way, don't yeah, they? Whoever wins PFA Player of the Year, the writers will give it to someone else, like yeah. Gerard the other, the other year. Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, Giggs won Player of the Year, the writers gave it to Gerard. Like, well, Giggs won a token gesture, didn't he? Whereas Gerard legit won it. But. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Manager of the Year for us is Klopp, and then if you you can order the other four that we've suggested there. And if you think there's any other suggestions, then just put them down in the comments when we haven't mentioned them. Just, just before we go as well, we're on um, Apple now, aren't we? We're on Spotify. We'll put all the links in. But we've had a couple of nice comments um, as well on, on the page from Arsenal fans, Man United fans, which is it's nice feedback to have, really. And that, that's yeah. what, what you want to see. Um, I think one United fan was called David. Um, Great name, by the way. And, and he said he enjoys listening to these on his walks. Well, now, David, like he said, yeah, your namesake, we are on Apple and Spotify. So you can close your app and you can enjoy walking your dog. And we also had an Arsenal fan, and we can just imagine him, like, kicking off. He said he, he was screaming at the screen because we weren't going to put Gilberto Silva in over Fabinho. But you can just imagine him going mad watching it, and it's, it's quite a funny image. Yeah, well, that fella might be disappointed again because if... Depending on what we win by the end of the year, I think we should revisit that episode and do an updated combined. Hopefully, if we stay invincible, mm. combined invincibles again. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Let's see what we win and if we, if we remain invincible. Right. So, see you in the next Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be.